Hello, it's uh, Graeme Crawshaw here from uh, Casme. I wanted to share with you some information that we've collected from our members, specifically on the topic of negotiating with suppliers via video conferencing. Now, we've seen a lot in the press about Zoom fatigue and the challenge of using different video conferencing systems. But I specifically want to share with you the ability to negotiate using video conferencing systems. What we did at Casme was that we reached out to our 180 members and put it to them to suggest different ideas for helping negotiations. And so we prepared a, a summary and then validated those points at a, a recent SIPS Fellows event that I presented at. So I want to share with you the feedback from those sources of, of information. And I'm going to divide it into two areas. First of all, look at technology, then environment, communications, preparation, and then look at the actual negotiation itself. So let's start with the, uh, the technology. And a lot of these points are pretty obvious, but I think it's really worth just making sure that you've covered them all off. So first of all, testing the connection and practice using the technology. So if you're using or switching between, say, WebEx and Zoom, make sure you're familiar in terms of screen sharing using the mute button. Check for firewall issues. We know that some companies block video conferencing systems. You don't want to set up your meeting and then find that it can't be working, can't work efficiently. You should agree with both parties whether the session is being recorded. Now, often in negotiations, you wouldn't record, but it's so easy just to press that record button. I think you need to think through, do I really need it recording or is there a compromise if I look to have it recorded? We suggest that you use a headset or ensure that your speakers don't create and result in feedback. And so check microphone le levels so everyone can be heard. And good practice would be to avoid technology distracting the negotiation to test out what you're going to do. Let's look at the environmental implications. First of all, make sure that you're in a room or some space that's got adequate background lighting. You don't want to be overexposed, otherwise you can't see the detail of, of people. Virtual backgrounds are either loved or hated. They can disguise home working, but it does depend on the power of your computer as to whether these work effectively. You may require a green screen that can easily attach to your, your chair. It's recommended to use a computer screen that's as large as you possibly can. So you can then assess the body language of the people that you're, you're looking at. And then finally, ensure that your camera is at eye level. Now, in terms of communications, we know that many of the video conferencing systems have got chat mechanisms, but there is a risk that you could communicate and everyone could see what you've written, including the supplier. So we recommend that you use an alternative method. WhatsApp, for example, suggested that closed captioning, if available, can also be helpful to make sure that it's fully understood what is being said and also the whiteboard feature. That may be useful to capture agreements and information as you go along. So when it comes to preparation, 
There are many similarities between doing a virtual negotiation and the real in-person negotiation. So it's suggested that you certainly avoid hastily arranged meetings. A negotiation should be effectively planned. You should agree that both parties, all involved, will use their cameras so that everyone can be seen. A clear agenda should be agreed and distributed in advance of the meeting and therefore state the purpose and the objectives of the specific negotiation. Some people even say that it's worth including a facilitator to help control and manage the conversation and also have an agreement on who is going to do what. Any documents are going to be shared should be checked over. One of the concerns is that if you've got a document that's got markup features within it, then you could end up showing either personal notes or confidential information. And we know that when sharing screens, you've got to be careful to make sure you share the right one. So just be, be cautious of that. And then finally, if you're going to use any slides, PowerPoint slides, then ensure that the print is such that you can read them. So that's the summary in terms of technology, the environment, communications and preparation. When looking to the actual negotiation session itself, let's start by looking at the start of the negotiation. And the recommendation is you should avoid multitasking. If you are meeting the supplier face to face, you wouldn't be trying to do two things at, at once. Just like a face to face negotiation, agree the trade offs before you actually start the, the conversation. And before you start, I think it's also very important to have a social interaction, just as you would in a face to face. Now, even if that's not a long discussion, Normally, face-to-face, -face, you'd meet your supplier, you'd offer them a coffee. There's that small talk, there's that chance to catch up. And therefore, that should be planned in the virtual discussion as well. It's recommended to appoint a timekeeper and allocate a time for each part of the, the negotiation. And if the conversation is going to be a lengthy one, then consider either taking a break or having some sort of rest period to just avoid that conference fatigue. At the start of the meeting, it should be reinstated. What's the purpose and the objective of the negotiation? So during the negotiation, just avoid focusing only on one aspect. Don't just focus on price, the rates or the fees, but consider just as you would face to face the entirety of the agreement. Be familiar that everyone knows the best practice to a negotiated agreement, the BATNA, or the zone of possible agreement, and you're establishing your bottom line and the limits. So avoid people speaking at the same time. It does cause uh, confusion. And also avoid the situation of disturbances. That is, unless you want them to happen as a result of a trigger. So if you are at a point that you really do want to be disturbed, then agree that in advance and agree what is going to trigger someone coming in to cause that level of disruption. Now, as the negotiation finishes, it's worth summarizing the agreements and the action points. You may be using that whiteboard that I've, uh, that I've mentioned. And just as you would in a face-to-face -face meeting, don't end the meeting abruptly, but have a, a friendly chat or a chance to unwind 
and perhaps diffuse tensions, if any, have been built up. It is all about building the relationships. So in summary, in terms of the negotiation, we recognise the importance of trust that's in place between the two parties. Don't forget all the training and experience you've got on negotiating. So just as face-to-face go meeting goes, the same applies to the online version. So recognise the value of silence, the value of active listening. And of course, if something goes wrong, then have a plan. So it may be that you need to restart or even take a, a break if something goes wrong in either the conversation or even the, the technology. One point that was made was that, remember, suppliers actually have a disadvantage. Normally, if they're coming to your premises, you have the chance to meet with them, but they also get the opportunity to look at your meeting room, your reception area. They've got a feel for perhaps speaking with other people that they know on a virtual basis. There's no way that they can read the room, as it were. Also, it's worth stating that you should make it clear the ground rules are such that unauthorised recording, unauthorised screen grabs or documenting information in any way that relies on the technology is completely in, inappropriate. We're back to that point of trust. So don't forget your training that you've had. Don't forget that just because you are working from home or in a virtual environment, that all those uh, times that you've studied body language and the way to negotiate, that still all applies. But I hope some of the techniques that have been shared by CASME members are of interest to you. So thanks for listening. And if you've got any feedback, don't hesitate to get in contact. Many thanks. We hope you enjoyed this CASME podcast. All episodes can be found on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a future one. If you'd like to find out more about CASME's procurement events, research and benchmarking, get in touch with us at casme.com.